Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. I'm here once again with uh, my beautiful friends Jade and Josh in order to create a superhero off the cuff, off the collar, from a simple name generator. Uh, do we have it confirmed that it's simple? Because we we don't we haven't been too simple recently. Neural networks, nerf guns, and <laughs> you'll find out. You'll find others. out. Ooh. I think first we should get some recommendations. So thank you for volunteering, Josh. What have you been reading this week? Um, Dang. This week I have been reading Flex Mentalo by uh, Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. Oh, th- those are your boys, aren't they? Th- those those, those are, are my boys. boys. And I don't recommend them enough because if I did, it would be making for a very <laughs> boring recommendations each week that I just recommend the Grant Morrison comic. Um Welcome, welcome to a bitten, bitten by a radioactive Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly duo. Bitten by a radioactive Scotsman. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty that, much. Yeah. Okay, Flex Mentalo is a it's a four issue miniseries. It's part kind of autobiography for Grant Morrison, part critical analysis on the state of comics. Oh my god! And part just story about a bodybuilder named Flex Mentalo. Hmm. I come into the critical analysis of comics with each issue of the miniseries is basically a focus on its analysis of a age of comics. Okay. So like yeah. issue one is Golden Age, issue two is Silver Age, third issue is Dark Age. So we have these two stories running um, side by side. One about this big bodybuilder who's kind of like the Charles Atlas kind of thing from the, the old like 1950s adverts where it's like, do this and you'll have like a massive, uh, really great manly physique, you know, that kind of... Yeah, be, the, be yeah. the best man you can be. Steal the girl from the beach. Yes. Um, and Felix Montalo has the powers of muscle mystery, which is kind of a mystery in itself. He he generally flexes a muscle and something happens. Uh-huh. But yes, yeah, so we have that story where they're trying to solve this goofy plot to do with this thing called Faculty X. And then on the other side, we have this story about a character named Wallace Sage, who is currently telling his life story to the Samaritans just after taking a drugs overdose. Yeah. They kind of blend together these stories. There's a lot of like metafictional aspects to it. Oh, of course there, of course there of, is. Of it's course. Grant Morrison. And yeah, so it kind of goes along there. I don't want to say too much. It's only a four-issue miniseries. Yeah, it sounds quite complex for such a short amount. Yeah, I've read this book so many times and I still don't quite get it. Ooh. Um, it's, it's a bit like uh, Nijigahara Holograph, which I recommend. Yeah, I thought you might make that comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very intrigued now. It, it goes on the shelf of books that I've read so many times, and I'll, I'll probably never get them. Um, <laughs> and lastly, you know, I can't say anything uh, about this kind of book without mentioning Quietly's art. I always love Quietly's art. Um, it has this particular kind of wrinkles to it. It's very... <laughs> yeah, like he does like these... For like a more... Um, typical shall we say like house artist stylish kind of guy he does these really peculiar faces sometimes you know what i mean but i don't think he's very house stylish at all like it's it's hatching but it's not quite hatching it's just very voluminous oh yeah 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 i know i know what you mean I, i'm just terrible at explaining myself <laughs> let, let the artist handle it dear um, and wh- wh- why not let the artist recommend their comic that's true um <laughs> Before I recommend my recommendation, um, you've made me think of like comics that I've read so many times and I still don't get, and like something that really must go on that shelf is um, Ghost in the Shell Man Machine Interface. <laughs> like I cannot tell you how many times I've read that and just gone, nope, still, still don't get it, nope. 
Do you think it's down to like the content just being maybe more complicated than it is, or it, yeah, it's like it's the themes it's trying to tell? It's a mess. It's just it's a sexy, sexy mess. <laughs> what what are we calling this shelf? What are we calling this little like um, complicated shelf? The the crypto shelf. Hmm. The crypto cupboard. The crypto cupboard. Yeah, I like that. Put yeah, it sure. in the crypto cupboard. All right. So those okay. those three are in the crypto cupboard. Um, we will add to those as the show goes along. Yeah. But anyway, moving on to my recommendation. It's time for Jade's problematic fave, you guys. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is interesting. This is, is a comic. Clamp? What? Is it clamp? No. No, no, no. <laughs> uh. Now, I've re- told you already, I've only recommended one clamp series on this show, and I'm never going to recommend any of the others. <laughs> not, not even the JoJo's one. Bizarre Adventure doujin they the did. Doujinshi, no. <laughs> My problematic fave is one that I read uh, every so often. It's one that I just keep picking up because it's a classic shoujo. It's Fushigi Yugi, or The Mysterious Play, by Yu Watase. Mm, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's grumble pretty much sums one. it up. Uh, it's about a girl that gets sucked into an ancient Chinese storybook and she becomes the priestess of Suzaku in order to save the world and grant herself three wishes of her own choosing. Um, so it's pretty over the top. It's it's like the pinnacle of overdone shoujo romance full of cliches and tropes, but like I'm, I lap that shit up. It's, it's like it's got... <laughs> Breaking through brainwashing with true love, all that kind of thing. I love it. Uh, it's one of those, like, if you've ever played, like, Otome games, like the uh, dating sims, where it's like, oh, all these hot bodyguards, or all these hot soldiers, or all these hot, insert job here, are in love with me. One, one of those <laughs> kind of stories. <laughs> it, it is exactly that. Yeah. And, like, the, like it's, you, you forget to mention, like, she's on a quest to find other um priestesses or no no i'd have mentioned that if it was part of the plot at all well she has to do a little bit of traveling yeah if... well yeah to find all the remaining hot bodyguards to join they... the bodyguard crew yes there you go so you're <laughs> on the road hot bodyguards yes yeah, she has to find the stars of suzaku so if you don't know suzaku is like a chinese constellation of stars and it's represented by like this phoenix god blah 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 Mm. uh so it's all very you know fantasy based um it's indulgent i mentioned that it's problematic because it does do that typical shoujo thing from the 90s where it has kind of lots of dark themes as well even though it's about a 15 year old girl but Mm. it's really indulgent and dramatic so i can't help but love it do you know what i like what do you like dean well i like the comic but there's some bad news as before in the comic um so i'm i'm doing this in honor of uh erica henderson's incredible run on uh-huh. the unbeatable squirrel girl written by Rhinoff, of course uh killer artist is a uh, rico renzi letterer vcs clayton cows and it is just a delightful comic it's just um often you'll get these uh comics um that are defined by their art and their the sheer look about them and like squirrel girl is just that all over for those not in the know first of all how dare you second of all uh, it's all about a young woman in the the marvel universe who has the ability to communicate with squirrels and has squirrel based uh, agility and she she has a reputation in the marvel universe for taking down some of the the, the most brutal dangerous villains of the universe like she's she's beaten up like doctor doom she's taken down 
Galactus, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, so she started out as this really jerky character of squirrel girl. You know, she might do. And then, like, throughout the years, she's just become her own thing. And it's really peaked now with um, Ryan and Erica really blasting this uh, character off into space. Uh, but it's it's such a great, like, every person comic. It's great for if you've got uh, younger siblings or uh, family members who want to get into, like, Marvel stuff, this is a great uh, gateway because it features a lot of uh, existing characters who might guest star in it and just like pop their head in and say, hey, what's going on? What's going on on this side? There's a a great bit where she's flying around in like an Iron Man suit of armor and she's like, yeah, this this does this don't work. I don't like this. I just want to scurry around. And she has like a nice little uh, squirrel sidekick called Tippy Toe and she, she's pretty good. She's the best. I didn't know but- about Tippy Toe. <laughs> <laughs> also, can I ask, when you say blasted off into space, did you mean that like in terms of readership or did you mean she literally joined like space stuff. Oh, careful, careful with your answer, Dean, because you know how much Jade hates the cosmic. <laughs> there, There is a whole um, sort of mini-arc where she has to fight Galactus in this <sighs> new series. But, 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 most of it is just them chilling out on the moon, having a, a deep conversation, and I'm pretty sure there's a line from Galactus where it's just like, ha ha, humans are dumb. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'll accept that. I'll tolerate. But, um, Squirrel Girl's like, why don't you eat this planet instead but it's a planet full of um trees that have very tasty nuts and tippy says like no 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 you can't you can't eat this planet this planet's too good (laughs) um but yeah it's uh erica's gonna be hugely missed on this like she she brings so much personality to the uh the comic she she does like really cute pudgy squirrel girl faces so nicely and yeah it's it's a it's a good one you should check it out and you should get push it in front of your um your family members your older younger siblings and get them into comics as well and then get them into comics podcasts i mean that's the natural progression of things right and then get them to listen to this specific podcast it all comes full circle full circle speaking of this specific podcast and our actual goal we have been talking about recommendations for too long I say i'm sorry i'm long. sorry i'm sorry jade sorry right. you you are taking the reins on this one so what what are we doing how well, should we act? I'd like you to come on a journey with me. Um, we're going on a trip. Mm-hmm. We're going to Disney World. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Bush Gardens. Or, oh. or Alton Towers. Okay. Mm. Make, they're very far apart. Well, what are they all, though? Um, worlds of Wonder. Well, yes, but they are also theme park. <gasps> yes. You see, we've been watching a lot of uh, Defunct Land recently. Um, mm. And that has led me on basically going down the rabbit hole of just like theme park history and whatnot. Mm. So that led me to the theme park ride name generator. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, there there have been some real neat theme park ride names. Mm -hmm. You know, like you mentioned Alton Towers where you have like the black hole, you have uh, Oblivion, Nemesis, Mm -hmm. Air, all great (laughs) 90s ass superhero names. I think you'd agree. Monorail. Here comes air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look in the sky. It's Cable Car. Ugh. Anyway. To be, f- to be fair, if Cable, the character, was in a car, that would be Cable's car. That's oh, almost God. there. Josh, I I know technically for the illusion of this podcast, we are all in the same room. So put your <laughs> hand over Dean's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> there we go. Uh, so what I've got here is a generated list of some theme park ride names, uh, and Ooh. they're pretty great. I'm leaning towards a certain few that I want you guys to pick, but we'll go with mm-hmm. the old give me a number between one and ten. Oak. What was that? I think it said eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. This is one Oak? of the ones I didn't want you to pick. Oh. Well, what is it? <laughs> Get ready to ride the Coil of Balance. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's mm. a ride name. Coil okay. of Balance? Mm-hmm. See, now... Can we make something out of that? I think we could. I think it would go against our creed if we didn't. Very true. With, With the l- power of editing, we can just pretend that we... Th- there, there, there is also that. But I think ever, <laughs> ever since the, mi- the missed opportunity of power clip, I feel as though we now ha- do have to attack each one of our generated names. Thank you. I appreciate that p- sort of apology for that one. <laughs> 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 Poor power clip. Okay. Wait, who was, who was power clip again? Um, who indeed? El- <laughs> The, the elderly hedge trimmer in our cosmic oh, Avengers-style yeah. team. For sake. <laughs> oh, power clip. But Coil of Balance. Yes, tell me who Coil of Balance is. Um, the, way, the way that name is presented sort of speaks to a more spiritual hero. Mm. Oh? Of course. You, you know, like balance. Like, like the, the, zen, the zen idea of balance between good and evil. And the, the coil in the middle that springs good into the air and pushes darkness downwards. Uh-huh. Balance. Wait. No, it's not. No? I think I have an idea. Ooh. It's a robot mm-hmm. who has <laughs> coil-based springs for arms. Go- and, balance? Um, and effectively, what the coils do is that I could almost take this into like a Tesla coil kind of thing, maybe. Right. Oh, they're electrical coils. Is that one of the arms almost absorbs like a attack or like some sort of energy, like kinetic stuff. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, and the coil kind of kinetic motion pushes out the other arm to expel some of the (laughs) energy back at them. Do you see where I'm going? Kind of, yeah. I'm imagining this robot to essentially be like a normal man from like sort of the legs and the torso and the head, you know, but androidish. And then his arms are essentially an accordion that you punch into one and the other sort of comes around with the hook. Mm. Coil mm. of balance, everybody. Well, what I'm thinking is is that the the coil of balance, they still take on some of the brunt of whatever this attack is, but they balance it out by giving back half of the damage to the person who used it. Hmm. Okay. See, how, how, how does that taste? I think the way you're describing it makes it sound like it gets absorbed into one of their arms and then sort of the coil of another arm expands. But for me, it would make more sense if the power gets pushed through one specific coil. So if it's absorbed in the right arm, the right arm has to punch it back out. Okay. And the same for like the legs and stuff, mm. you know? Yeah. You could then have like something really good with um, if there's a coil for their neck as well. If they get like <laughs> picture like a a big fisted villain whacking them on the head and all that energy transferring into the coil and their head just bursts back up. <laughs> mm hmm. See, we're going for another comedy hero this week. No, I was just thinking visually. (laughs) 
could each limb take on a different kind of attack? Such as? So, like, like say, like, the right arm has kind of got, like, a shield kind of thing. So they kind of have, like, a Captain America thing where any kind of kinetic force bounces in and it kind of, well, not nullifies, obviously, but balances. So that gets pushed out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure what the other limbs are going to do, but I just like the idea of this almost, like, flailing, slinky hero mm-hmm. who... Like, say if they were hey like, "Hey guys, I have one <laughs> useful arm, and all the other limbs I have are pretty crappy." But hey, but it's like, God, you know, Josh, what are you building in this Frankenstein lab of your brain? I just like the idea of like, like, because obviously they're going to be coils, so there's going to be a lot of like bouncing backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of imagining this kind of like imagining all of these criminals attacking Coiler Balance all at once. And they're just like flinging around, bouncing backwards and forwards, taking on all these different kind of attacks. Mm. Almost kind of f- like it's going to be very flowy, though. So it's going to be like really yeah. Cool. I yeah. feel. How about we? The gimmick could be the balance has to be very literal, so they can only attack when they are attacked. Mm. So so they like they like have that. to transfer force that's forced on them. Mm. So they're like an Aikido user. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Josh. Let me let me be um, how they say in the business, brutally honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, have you ever noticed how brutally honest people are always brutally bad honest and never brutally good honest? Are you going to be changing this or are you going to be brutally honest about my slinky Aikido master? I'm going to be traditionally brutally honest. Okay. I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of weird, slinky, springy, gets beaten up man. Well, well, more, yeah. more for you. Okay, well, <laughs> I kind of like this slinky person. <laughs> I like the idea of a hero that is purely... Um, defensive? N- not defensive, like responsive, so they respond mm-hmm. in equal force. But all I can imagine is like a, sprink- a slinky's for arms. A sprinky person? <laughs> all I can imagine is like basically... Sp- Sprinky arms and legs mm-hmm. and with a human head on top going, Hi guys, I'm Coil of Balance. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I, I'm not seeing a problem here. Yeah. Are you not seeing a... Uh, hmm. <laughs> is, it, is it... I mean... I, I feel as though it's quite almost counterintuitive for you, Dean, to be poo-pooing a rather comedic hero considering your inspiration this week. I, that's, I was literally just <laughs> thinking that. Like, looking down... Like the cover for like this collection of Squirrel Girl as well is literally her dreaming about superheroes. So I'm just looking down at her like I'm why why where where's this inspiration look, that you look, have? I get it, I get it, Dean. I understand what we need to do to make this hero appealing to you. They need a tiny sidekick, and I have the perfect one <gasps> for you. So yes, Josh, you know exactly what I'm thinking. So wrapped around our hero's neck is what appears to be another regular slinky type thing. But actually, look at either end. There's there's a butt with a wagging tail. And oh, what's that at the other end? It's a smiling doggy face. It's Sidetrack, our favorite coily dog. You can't have... You can't yes, have I can. A... They yes, run on can. coils, Dean. They run, they on, run coils. on coils. <laughs> this is... Welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Josh and Jade, where Dean <laughs> takes the, the night off because apparently he's not needing this... <laughs> No, no, no. Sl- Look, slinky okay. here. Now, okay. We're, let's, right. Do you know what we're gonna do? Hold on. We're gonna achieve balance, Dean. Are we? We're gonna keep this hero, but 
what would it take for you to take Coil of Balance seriously as a hero concept? And we will take it on board and incorporate it. Okay. Okay. This is this is good editorial style. What would for me to take Coil of Balance seriously is only as like a concept. A, I'm not saying like seriously as in we're going to go for a gritty slinky. Yeah, that would be done. Ni- knives for slinkies. No, they need they need like an emotional core. That at the moment, all I can imagine literally is the like a, a flaily kind of guy. Like, what's up? That that's all I see. Okay, it is the all I see and hear very vividly. Just this newly person. Okay, okay. How, how about? What? Because if we're still going down into the kind of the robotic idea, what would happen if we were to introduce someone who controls Coil of Balance? Okay, right. So we could go with some sort of slinky golem kind of thing. Hmm. And they would be operated like like a robot by mm. um someone remotely. Oh, could Coil? I was going to pitch the idea of Coil of Balance being like a 100-foot mech then, but that might be horrific. And also way more silly. Um, could you imagine the collateral damage of a 100-foot <laughs> slinky person? It, it would be sort of big O on a grand scale. Can you imagine grand, them grand just scale. like dropping their fists? Like you just hear it from miles away, this this noise coming. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no. It'd be them uh, throwing a punch and just doing the metallic kind of thing. That twang, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so they're not a hundred foot mech. Let, let, let's let's get that sorted out. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to try and do one of my creative tracks on this. <laughs> no pun intended. To see where this goes. Mm. Okay, entering entering creative mode. This they is are... Dean's dark ride creative mode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to into Dean's imagination. Um, it's so they are piloted almost by a um, sort of a teenager on the other other side who didn't build a coil of balance, but found them whilst on a hiking trip in the mountains where coil of balance was abandoned. Now you see, uh, they were abandoned because uh, no one believed in. <laughs> their weird slinky design and so this small child saved them patched them up a little bit because this is the far-ish future shall we say and everyone's very smart uh kind of like that kid in looper who just (laughs) makes like a weird like remote control frog thing what i don't remember that and they maybe that um okay cool i can pick it up i would just quickly like to mention we we can't have them be abandoned because that would have been cl- that would mean that a slinky has been damaged. And have you ever tried putting a slinky back yeah, together no, when it's impossible. been damaged? It's impossible. Can't be done. Okay, maybe maybe they're deactivated on like the mountain cliff, sort of overlooking. Maybe they've no no no, know- no 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 no. Let me let me. We have come to a stop. Our ride will be recommencing momentarily. Uh... Oh, now Jade's the conductor of this ride. Cool. Awesome. So, the thing about slinkies is when when you have a slinky just sat there on your desk or on the floor or whatever, it it's not moving of its own accord, is it? It's just like a solid tube, hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, 
The thing that makes slinkies interesting is the use of two hands or a set mm. of steps or whatever. So you need to be interacting with a slinky. And so your version of a deactivated uh, coil of balance could actually just be an unpiloted coil of balance, which looks... It doesn't look like it's made of coils because it's just solid, like, tubes for <laughs> arms and legs. And so it looks child size. It's quite so, similar to, like, the Michelin Man in terms kind of, like, of, shape. But, like, think, think more solid. So, like, a solid tube, like, when a, when a slinky is fully closed. Mm. So what you're saying is, like, no one recognizes, recognizes this, this thing as a, a slinky robot because it's just standing still upright. No, I'm saying like it's... Compact. Yeah, compact. That's the perfect word. So it looks child-sized and so it's unassuming. It's unthreatening. And it's only when a child gets into it, or like a teen or, you know, uh, someone that can fit and it activates and suddenly, you know, it stretches and this person inside can then reach new heights. So... (laughs) Literally. I I can't take this this idea seriously but we are much too far to go backwards now i don't understand Um, like mm. (laughs) mr nerf gun hero generator (laughs) hey last time i got like bladed weapons dinner i'm just saying like this is far from the silliest thing we've come up with this is very true remember jumping piranha bounce (laughs) that's what i was gonna mention it's falling piranha bounce for it's been so ba- ba- bounce, bouncing so- piranha bounce is yes kind of implied but do you see what i mean like it would be even more mm. interesting for the concept of um a hero that can only return force that's thrust upon them because mm. the person piloting this mech would be very small and very unmuscular in order to fit inside mm. so they wouldn't be strong at all and it's only once they use the force through that's put through these coils and repel it back out that they have power. Okay, right. I'll say this right now. I like this idea. Dean likes this idea more if the coils and like this robotic aspect is more of a suit aspect than an actual robot person aspect. Uh, Okay. Okay, so it's just a suit. See, what I'm kind of assuming is that obviously they're going to be slightly bigger. I'm I'm, I'm not sure if I like them just to be normal person sized. But part of, like, as soon as you mentioned about, like, it almost not being quite a suit, but being piloted, I kind of thought of this, um, obviously, they're going to be springing about the place. Like, if you're just mm. sitting in there, you're going to get thrown about something rotten. So I was thinking about, like, mm. if you're going to sit in one of those, like, cages that, you know, like, if you get pushed back, like, it still kind of balances you out. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of, um, there's, like, experimental mechs that people have actually made, and they're all very wireframey. Like mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Also, okay, ma- just just to um, insert a side note, there's no such thing as a normal sized human. You mean average oh, size? Average. Yes. Sorry. Um. Okay. May- maybe suit isn't the right word. Maybe um, it's more. <sighs> I-, I was thinking more like remote controlled. Oh. Well. Well, that maybe... just erases the last ten minutes of discussion. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you guys were on a roll. I don't. I don't want to take over the episode entirely. Hmm. We have to well, weigh up what's better. Pitch us the robotically remote-controlled version. Well, remote control allows coil of balance to be a bit smaller, so that the threats that they can battle can be more just average human-sized. 
Mm. Um, with oh wait, I've got I've just I've cracked this. I've Dean's somehow brain has this. woken up. Go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let him have this. Go on. Coil of balance. Balance. <laughs> yes. That that is their name. Well done. <laughs> well done. There is a a balance between human being and robot. So it would make thematic sense in that aspect if the robot and person were like properly combined via either like a proper piloting or sort of wear quote unquote wearing the the the, the coils you know it, it makes sense yeah, are, are, are you kind of like talking like a sense. kind of pacific rim drift kind of scenario more like dexter's lab wearing the dodgeball <laughs> robot mech suit more like that like it's more of an extension thing, as Jade was that. saying. Yeah. Mm. Um, so let's make a decision so we can actually um, move forward. Here's my main episode. reason for hating remote controlled. It takes all drama out of it because yeah. it's it's the um, Big Hero 6 dilemma again. I'm about to say a spoiler for Big Hero 6. So if you haven't seen the ending of that, then skip it by. Oh, that came out a while ago. Though. Yeah, a long fine. time ago. There's the bit where everyone gets upset because the big robot has to sacrifice Baymax. themselves. Baymax, you always yeah, forget. Baymax, and it's like, <laughs> I, I know, it's because it's a forgettable film. Um, and Ooh. yeah, Baymax floats off and everyone's supposed to get upset and it's like five minutes later, had a backup. <laughs> In this film, centered around engineering, Yeah, they didn't think so about like, making it, a backup. It takes out all the drama if there's no human element directly in the battle. Mm. It's like when Iron Man steps out of um, the suit or whatever, like, but then at another point in one of the films, it's like, oh, actually, this is just Tony remote controlling this one. Mm. So are we talking Coil Man to be, to make a comparison, we're talking about an Iron Man suit with coils? Yes. Yeah. If only I could illustrate <laughs> it right instantly this moment, but I cannot. Well, do you know what? I think Dean's done it because mentioning that Dexter's Laboratory... Uh, reference has got has got me. I know exactly what it is now. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, and for those at home, a quick Google will simply um, visually explain that for you as well. But that be is very you... big, though. It's like what four people tall, I think. Well, it's four uh, like, Dexter's like, tall. I was going to say like thirty Dexter's tall. <laughs> <laughs> what a I, measurement? Maybe they'd end up being maybe around like eight or nine feet tall, and they'd be quite springy as well. So okay. they'd be very um, adaptable. And oh, of course. well, that, that's the thing. Obviously, the height's going to change depending on how springy they are. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I guess, like, I'm picturing when a person gets in the suit, it then stretches, shall we say, to then, like, eight feet. So that's at, like, resting position Yeah. for the coils. So they're just slightly undone so that you can see that they're actually coils and not solid tubes. For the love of Christ, oh, you both, we need to come up with the person in Coil of Justice. Coil of balance. Coil of justice. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a good one. Um, you can add justice to anything, and it'd be cool. Fire of justice. Table okay, of justice. This person. It, it, um, you you mentioned like a teen before, but I feel like we've done a lot of teens, haven't we? Mm. We haven't done one recently. Okay, let's do a teen then. Um, teen. It's it's so easy to say bullied teen. Mm. It's such a a throwaway thing, but. You know, bullying isn't fun. Um, maybe they... Um... <gasps> no! No! It, it's a bully! Oh, Dean, you're a genius. Cool. Dean, you're a genius. It has to be uh, a bully because 
the bully can't use it to swing the first punch. Shibbidi-boop-a-doo. Mm. <gasps> see? see, you're a genius. Um, Jade, you're also pretty good yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, that wouldn't that be great? So this bully is just like, oh, neat, I found this, this suit. I can use it to beat up the dweebs. <laughs> and then they take it to school and they try and hit someone and it does nothing because it has no power stored in it. That means, like, this buddy is going to have to go for, like, a fucking hell of an arc to become a superhero, though. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It is, like, mm. conceptually, but we have to make in it. Terms, it sounds in exhausting. terms of execution, is Coil of Balance going to have, like, some sort of AI element to it? I only ask because, obviously, like, if this bully just finds a slinky suit <laughs> in the forest, the, co- the context is going to be, you're going to need a lot of stuff to try and actually kind of make sense of it, I feel. Mm. What if it's haunted instead? <laughs> okay. What? Coil of balance. We're talking balance. Let's throw in a third element of balance, which is spiritual. <laughs> okay. Man, machine, and the spirits. It's a haunted robot slinky suit that a bully finds. How? <laughs> Dean. It's earlier on in this oh, episode, oh, you, you, oh. you got... You cannot understand the idea of a <laughs> robot slinky. Now you've decided to include a ghost into the matter. And hey, I'm hey, the whenever they one. can't wear the suit, the ghost transfers into the tiny sidetrack slinky. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I'm fine with the idea. I'm just wondering how you've gone from I, um, to ghost. Don't well, don't begrudge it. It's fine. It's a good yeah. thing. We need to ride this out before he turns grim dark on us again it's okay right oh, it's God. the ghost it's... He's, just, he's just realized how the person's gonna die yeah go on <laughs> it's the ghost of the person who created uh coil of justice mm-hmm. no and coil now of balance. Coil of... <laughs> i know you enjoy calling it coil of justice <laughs> well let, you know, let's incorporate that maybe, maybe the working title was coil of justice it was planned on being some sort of crazy suit that would be able to fight all sorts of crime but then it turns out that the way that the suit worked, it could only take um, it could only take the obviously take the attacks and then push them back out. So they decided to call it Coil of Balance instead. Well, how about it's version two? So like version one. Sorry, Dean, we are talking about the robots more. Um, version one was Coil of Justice because it could dish out its own yeah power and it was used for wrong. So the creator too, too was much like, collateral no. maybe. Yeah. So, so it's like no it. This is new version, Coil of Balance. This can only deal out what has been dealt to it. Maybe the creator, um, after creating this robot coil slinky suit man thing, <laughs> um, found spirituality themselves. Uh, no, no, we're not talking about the main character. <laughs> <laughs> the the creator vanished in mysterious circumstances. Cut well, no. to the bully finds the suit. No, because we are kind of talking about the bully because we're talking about the teacher, we're like not. the teacher. Because without the teacher, we can't figure out how the arc of the bully goes. Hmm. Like, how do they become this superhero without? All right, they... I'm, I'm going to lay it down in two sentences. No, wait, can... wait. Can I can I say something first? Go on. Um, I'm trying to think of how to word this, but like every story about someone gaining redemption seems to require a mentor and it would be cool mm. to have someone just kick their own ass into gear like okay this is where the haunted robot man comes in 
we just need to exercise the spirit, I think. Do you think? We, 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 well, if we're going to have the protagonist kick their own ass into gear, then the ghost mentor is going to bog us down. Yeah. But the, go- the ghost mentor's in the suit, though. So whenever they put on the suit, they're like, oh, watch out, um, Alexandria. Well, no, we could, ju- we could just have the robot be doing that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A voiceless mm. robot. With the voice of the creator that's also inside it because it's haunted. Okay, right. Okay, <laughs> fine. Fine. You win, Josh. This is been by Radioactive Josh. Um, God, Dean's well, so tetchy tonight. I, mm. <laughs> he's, he's a sleepy boy. I'll, I'll let yes. it go. <laughs> You're coming at me with spring robots that I I'm, I'm, have to pretend I like this. Um, okay, right. So the, ro- the robot was created in order to fight crime, but was not entirely great at its job. No, no. It was used for like doing wrong instead of actual justice. What? He wasn't listening earlier, was he? The robot was made that in, in a way that meant it could dish out punishment. It could deal forceful punches and kicks and whatnot. Oh, it could cause okay. damage. And so in the wrong hands, okay, I got you. say doity cops, mm. it was doing more harm than good. And so the creator was like, no, this needs so to be al- a purely defensive robot. So it's almost like a fail safe. Yeah. Like, mm. it, it only fights crime if crime fights it. Yes. There you go. So, the kid who has a name that we haven't come up with yet. They don't need a name. They're just bully. No. Yeah, the bully. Um, finds his suit and is like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal some cars and lunch money in that order. But, finds they can't use it because they have to be hit first, etc, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, what that um, potentially leads to is this uh, bully lead uh, learning about the nature of violence, of uh, violent acts and mm-hmm. um, self-defense, because um, that would be like their focus. They're, they'll be very, they'll be concentrating on trying to get a punch or a kick out of this thing, a decent punch and kick at that. But because they can't, they're sort of like, well, what, you know, just punch. You know what a punch is, right? And the robot's like, uh, I do know what a punch is, but why am I punching? Why oh, does robot punching- have a voice again? I thought we were going with a voiceless robot. Well, you gotta—he needs a mentor. No, he—he doesn't—he he doesn't—he doesn't—he doesn't, he doesn't need. They don't need a mentor, but it's—I um, don't know. I just feel as though the suit needs something. Okay, so maybe the suit is more of a um, like a subtle thing, you know. Um, a la, um, I'm gonna have to quote Real Steel on this podcast. Go on. <laughs> um, you know, it's more of a, a silent teacher so they're trying to punch but it's like why aren't you punching and then you have that anime thing where um you know the the the, the bully looks up at the head of the robot and the, the robot is just like stoically <laughs> standing still hmm. you know you know you know that imagery right i know yeah. exactly what you're talking about I, i'm down with it no that's hmm. fine that's good and then uh the kid's going out and then what if the kid finds like figures out a couple of loopholes like Maybe in their attempts to um, get the robot working, like they cause a bit of damage to it, and then it's like, oh, neat, and like there's a little bit of force stored in it, just enough to say stretch far enough to pinch some sweets from over the counter at the little corner shop. You see, I think we had a similar idea. Um, they'd be seeking out violence. In your scenario, they seek out violence from themselves. I, I was thinking a little bit differently. Like, they'd be so starved of action and um, 
of um, yeah, fighting. Yeah, of confrontation that they would seek it in this in their their town or city or, or wherever their Angel Grove ass place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so as soon as like something's reported on the TV, like oh we've got a crime going on downtown uh, Missouri, blah blah blah, they'd be like yes. Something I can actually beat up. If this robot doesn't punch that, I don't know what I'll punch. And it springs into action and it punches the dude real easy or punches the, the, the criminals real easy because that we're a superhero podcast and they are starved of a fight and they want to wanna punch some dudes. Mm-hmm. And from there, they are sort of learning that some violent acts can counteract much, much worse violent acts. But... You have to treat the like your your arms and legs and punches and kicks with the respect that they um, deserve. I and think with the- what you're trying to say in a very roundabout way is they're learning that violence has consequences. For, uh, violence has consequences, but they are not always necessarily. Some consequences are worse than other. It's very complicated. Isn't that what consequences are anyway? <laughs> I'm I'm just just trying to. He has to learn how to be violent responsibly. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah, I get it. You know, they can't go full pacifist, but they can't go full Punisher either. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm exhausted. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, like, when I mentioned maybe stealing something, like, I feel like they need to go through some trials where they do very bullyish things. Hmm. And then I like your idea of them sort of stumbling into fighting crime selfishly rather than for a virtuous reason. That's cool. Mm. Well, maybe maybe they have like a little like kid gang and um, sort of um, kind of Chronicle-ish, the mm. film Chronicle. Mm. I was envisioning more of like a lonely bully, like someone oh, okay. that's lashing out and that's why they wander off alone to find mm. this robot. I mean, at, at one point I did envision... Um, all of the bullies' victims becoming some sort of support team to fix up the ro- the robot whenever it's Ooh, broken. That's um, really cool. I like that a lot. And what's that support team called? Jade Sarson with the generator. Ah, oh, yes. I've been dying for another chance. Okay, uh, so three. number. Oh, are you sure you want to go three? Two. That's better. Commando <laughs> Mansion. C- Commando Mansion. Yes. That's quite good. Yes. It's also quite violent for the non-violent team, which is quite funny. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's quite a nice little parallel that the bully has got such a pacifist robot and the support team who were victims are actually quite violently named. Mm. Like I'm, I'm envisioning during their first forays into fighting crime, um, somehow the, the victims... Um, all end up as like hostages or something or maybe they're just sort of just found in the middle of, of a, a fight scene or whatever mm. well coil of coil of balance could um save the school okay yep um, really easy i guess um but the point of the scene would be for it to be accidental mm. oh, okay. right so so the bully doesn't save them intentionally but then they oh. begrudgingly thank the bully oh and the bully realizes what what is this feeling this this feels nice. <laughs> is this pride? Turns out shitting on people actually makes you feel shitty. Turns out you feel a lot better when you help people compared to um, bullying people. Coil of balance. And again, it, it 
continues like on a really complex journey because the bully wouldn't immediately be like, I'm going to do this for just reasons because it's the mm. right thing to do. They'd be like, cool, I want to feel like this all the time. Lavish me with praise. <laughs> you are my backup team now. You guys are called Commando Mansion. And they're like, oh, are you sure? Yep, Commando Mansion. It's a cool name. For a kind of comparison, I actually see this character arc going quite the way of like Bakugo in My Hero I Academia. I was literally thinking of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it, we would have to take that framework and sort of drape our own mm-hmm. um, character yeah. over it, I think. But, but I, I like this idea of a hero that's doing everything selfishly and it's only through lots of experimentation with crime fighting that they finally realize that they should do it for the right reasons because it's the right thing to do. Mm. With a little help from the suit, of course. Yes. Um, before we go, let's let's come up with a quick villain to cool down with. Give um, me a number. Six. Six. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> the blind tumble. Oh, God. They're, they're one of those bumble balls that were around when you were kids. Which one? You know bumble balls? No. You know, like, they were like the plastic ball with like the little spike, not spiky bits, but like the, the long blunt bits. And they you just mean kind a of space wait. hopper? No, I know exactly who the blind tumble is. They're a weeble. <laughs> Again, what? Do you remember those toys weebles? Weebles wobble, but they never fall down. Nope. They're like, really, they're like people, but they kind of have like a ball on the bottom. So every time that you kind of... They're like for kids that like the kids knock over their toys, but they don't fall over because like they've got a balance thing that just keeps them like bopping back up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Do you want to Google it afterwards? You'll know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the only reason I say it because think about it: if they were to attack Coil of Balance, the Coil of Balance would knock the punch right back at them. They would never fall down. Yeah, this is just an endless loop. It's oh, an God. endless loop because they're a weeble. Oh shoot! That doesn't make them a terrifying villain for a school buddy though um i think it's quite horrific considering yeah. that there's a real person who has like an entire who's just a ball yeah and who <laughs> oh. can't be stopped with violence they've got to think of how to hurt them or subdue them sorry non-violently i thought you were gonna say i have to hurt them verbally I'm I'm like, gonna, well, bully be for that. <laughs> <laughs> would you like another quick villain because this is a good list yeah um give me number seven uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> loop of jelly. Okay, how would that even make a good theme park ride? Oh, loop, loop of jelly. I don't make the rides. I just take the ticket money. Loop of jelly is you know what a monocycle is. Yes. Is Josh. that not a, is that not a unicycle? No, 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 no. A monocycle is the wheel going all the way around you, isn't it? Oh, what from Steamboy? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm glad. Yes, that that was the right answer. Um, so they are a monocycle user um, that has a very rubbery, flexible wheel to cycle around in, and because of that, they are one very nimble. They can do bank heists and shoot off and avoid the police real easy. Two, it can stick to walls, so they can just ride on Ooh. the fucking wall wherever they want, up mountains, around trees, etc., etc. And they never go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and three, it's a quick snack. They can just <laughs> scoop a bit off while they're on the road. Make sure you're scooping from the inside of the monocycle, not the outside. <laughs> and it's up to um, Coil of Balance to... Well, this would be a great um, use of their uh, movement abilities. So they'll be springing up to yeah. um, get to the heights where they're riding up the wall. Or a really they bouncy to... fight. 
Yes, yes, it'd be quite um, visually interesting. Also, wouldn't it be cool after the fight if, like, once the villain is apprehended, um, Coyle just has this jelly cycle that's edible, and they just kind of look at the jelly cycle and look at their commando mansion gang, <laughs> and are just like, like, back and forth, and then we cut to all of them just... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for making your vehicle out of a fucking edible substance. Yes. You damn loop of jelly idiot. <laughs> Speaking of idiots, I think we should all hush up and finish the episode. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you all so much for listening to us come up with a springy robot suit of armor that somehow makes sense. You can help us all out as a Bye. podcast. You can um, leave us an iTunes review. Or actually, if you leave us a review anywhere that you can find our podcast, I feel as though we probably don't say that enough. But like, even if you just like, like us on SoundCloud, that probably does mm. a lot of stuff for us. Mm. But in terms of specifically for iTunes, uh, if you leave if you leave a review, whatever handle you uh, leave, we'll use that kind of username. Stick it in a hero generator, and whatever hero comes out, we'll base the episode around. Absolutely. So you too can be a hero. Possibly in a suit featuring an, another classic uh, toy from days gone by. Um, maybe you could be uh, riding a Furby into battle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't don't use these diamond yeah. quality ideas now, Dean. <laughs> maybe maybe you could be a Tamagotchi Mancer. God, God Who stop knows? wasting, wasting these precious ideas. Now we'll use them for bonus episodes. That's how you get that. <laughs> We'll get that Patreon money whenever we launch our Patreon. In the meantime, I think I think we're all done here. I'm gonna go have a thousand years uh, snooze, and you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean, the the big bounce McKnight. I'm Jade, the one that illustrates all these dumb heroes, Sarson. <laughs> and I'm Josh Rubik's Cube Randall. Nice. <laughs> Um, I, I mainly have a Rubik's Cube next to me and we've also been talking about toys, so ah. I thought that worked. Uh, tune into our live stream where Josh completes that Rubik's Cube live. Thank you all so much. Good night. Directive podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. Uh, this episode was all edited up by me, and seeing that we do all the other stuff in the show now, all that's left for me to say is we'll see you next week for another episode. 